I'm Anna Bravington, and this is SEO in 2024 Additional Insights. Anna, what's your additional insight for SEO in 2024? Mine is about SEOs communicating their value so that they help to, helps them to get buy-in and uh, budget as well from the stakeholders and the C-suite. So as an SEO, how do you communicate your value to the business? So it's really important to communicate your value in the language that the C-suite and the stakeholders understand. This is where the disconnect happens. So what we tend to do as marketers in general is we have our metrics that we love and we understand them. We understand what they mean for the business and the value that they bring. But the C-suite and MDs, business owners, they don't always understand. They talk in terms of return on investment, customer-based growth. So, for example, if we're reporting you know, from a you know, backlinks point of view or a uh, SERPs position, what does that mean for the growth of the company? They need to you to connect the dots together because otherwise they can't see your worth and SEO's worth in that growth of the company. For example, the higher positions that you are in the SERPs. Is that bringing more traffic? Is that making more sales? It may be obvious. It's completely obvious a lot of the time to marketeers, but it's not so obvious to the stakeholders that you're talking to. They need you to say, right, we're bringing in this amount of extra traffic from getting these positions in search engines. Right. That means we can see a change in the amount of people that are shopping from us, either going if it's e-commerce, they're buying and sales and connecting those dots that way. Or if it's connecting to the sales team, this is, you know, this is how many people are coming through and talking to the sales team. It's that giving them the picture of that journey. And it can be really hard for some SEOs because some businesses do not attribute their sales very well. So I've worked in a lot of last click businesses where everything in Google is last click, last click, last click is attributed. And it's generally paid. So paid gets all the glory. And they, yes, paid are wonderful. We have uh, made all of these sales. And then when you look a bit further at the customer journey, there's been 12 touch points. They were not all paid. There was a lot of SEO in there, you know, a lot of content, a lot of, you know, it could be articles from digital PR. There was lots of things across that journey. So it's really hard sometimes for SEOs to show their value. So they have to come and be quite proactive about it and connect those dots for the C-suite because otherwise their budget's just going to be reduced. Oh, well, paid made the sale so they can have some more money. SEO, where you know you didn't make those sales, so we're going to reduce your budget. And when I've been at Brighton SEO a couple of times this year, the one thing I kept hearing from people was my C-suite are meddling that I'm, I'm doing a strategy and they're changing it all. I've, they've changed my plans. They've stopped me doing things. I feel really micromanaged. I'm really stressed. And this is because they just don't understand. SEO is hard because it is long-term and it's a long-term strategy that is harder to measure. So they get this struggling to get this buy-in. Whereas what I've had to do when I've worked internally is to really turn that around and say, look, we're going to almost measure it like paid measures. 
and we're going to be very analytical about it, even if it's plotting out, communicating conversion rates from the top of the funnel, plotting out the customer journey, really showing the C-suite, you know, the CFO, the CEO, where people are going, how a customer journey works and and where SEO's value is. And if you strip SEO out and you don't budget it, they're not going to get from top of the funnel to bottom of the funnel because they're hugely missing out. So you have to be really quite clever about it and how that you communicate with them. Is this not dumbing down the value of SEO a little bit? Is it not the responsibility of stakeholders to actually understand how SEO works a little bit more and the metrics that are key to SEO? In some ways, yes, because if you're running a business, it's really important. But at the same time, over half of CEOs are from finance and operations backgrounds. They're not familiar with it. They have you know, X number of departments that they have to oversee from HR to operations to finance. You will find that they have a preference from finance and operations because that tends to be the backgrounds they're from, that very analytical backgrounds. So it tends to have to be quite a proactive approach from marketing in that you don't often get the C-suite coming down, down to say, well, teach me about this, learn about this. You have to go the other way and say, I'm going to teach you about this because you need to understand it's important to get your buy-in because we don't want, this is where you get sort of business leaders interfering in marketing in ways that are detrimental because they don't know, they don't understand, we haven't educated them. And so it is really important for us to be quite proactive about it because otherwise, and it sh- I do agree with you, it shouldn't be like that. We shouldn't have to do that. But even if someone's been in marketing, if you've got a CEO that's been in marketing, they've probably been out of it for a few years. And, you know, with everything changes weekly with our business. So, even, you know, I barely keep up and I do this every day, you know, so how are they meant to keep up? So we do have to be really proactive with it and act like, you know, there's a problem a lot of the time at the moment with C- CMOs not acting like part of the C-suite. They tend to go quite siloed and separate. And that's not helping people understand SEOs, content, different departments, because once we start siloing marketing out, it then makes it really difficult. We need to have that seat at the table talking the same language and that language of business. And the thing is, marketing is one of the only departments that doesn't really talk the language of business. Finance operations, they all talk the language of business and we don't. So that's, I think that's a lot of the problem. It's not taught to us. It's not you know, it's not in any course I've ever been in that I've never seen a marketing course to talk about how to talk business goals and, you know, how to talk to shareholders and boards. It's something that's sorely missed everywhere. So there's this just disconnect. I think it's both parts. It's both sides. You know, there's a reluctance by the way, but I find with most jobs, you have to, you have to manage upwards and you have to, if you want to get anything done, so, so if an SEO started to build a good relationship with C-suite, maybe if they've um, had a conversation with someone in the lift and they actually feel that um, C-suite starts to, to, to say things like, yeah, we need to actually understand SEO a little bit more. And they're actually uh, perhaps inviting the SEO along to say, OK, right, you've got half an hour with us. Um, we want you to do a half hour presentation um, to share the value of SEO, to educate us a little bit about SEO. What things should be included in that quick training session and what things shouldn't be included? I think a quick overview of 
talking about the business goals, because hopefully at this point, you know the business goals and showing how you're going to link your metrics to them so they can see how we're going to measure things. For SEO, there's an education on brand, long-term brand building versus sort of short-term sales activation, making sure that they know that long-term brand building brings a better return on investment. So pulling in stats either from your business or the web on how the better return investment happens across those those channels like SEO. They do like evidence. So they like case studies, they like evidence. So if it's not yours and you haven't got any evidence internally, find case studies from the web. There's some really good case studies. We just Google SEO case studies on how people have managed to put more into SEO and actually get a better return. I do a funnel, which is, this is the marketing funnel. This is our conversion rates at each stage. If SEO gets a bit more budget, I think I can up this conversion funnel at the top. And I show, you know, we've got 10,000 people coming in here, only five people coming out the bottom because our conversion rates are bad. So actually, if we do some more awareness and activity here, or if we need to do some middle of the funnel activity or wherever, you know, the SEO activity I want sits, then actually this will increase this thing. So if we get 10,000 people coming here, we then get 1,000 people coming out the bottom instead of like two. So trying to show them with stats and figures, because that's how they work, how you can connect from here to here to, so, you know, from start to finish and where SEO's part is in it. The return investment is incredibly important. And this is why once you talk to CFOs and CFOs about the return investment on, you know, sort of the sales activation and that you have to keep pumping money, money into into it to keep it activated, whereas brand building is long-term and it actually overtakes in return on investment, you know, this short-term sales stuff over time. They like that because they hear the word return investment and reducing budgets. You know, you can talk about actually if we manage to do this, we might even be able to reduce our budget. You see their eyes, their eyes light up with glory when you talk about, you know, cost savings. So you've got to appeal to in that that sort of thing that you're doing, how they think, cost savings, return on investment, and sort of do a bit of an SEO 101 on, on how it's going to do that, how it returns, does a great return on investment as well. So there are sometimes a bit of an back of the envelope calculations because SEO isn't always as easy to say, we put money in here, it comes there. But with conversion rates and understanding how the funnel works, they'll see and understand where you're coming from and why it's important. And how should an SEO react if the C-suite say, look, we understand the value of brand. It's all well and good focusing on the long term, but we have to focus on this quarter and that's all that matters at the moment. Should the SEO push back and say, look, we need to be building long term as well? Or do they just need to listen to the C-suite and focus on short term? I think there's a balance of both because if you keep short term, you end up chasing your tails constantly. And I've worked for businesses that do that. But there are areas, you know, I talk a lot about digital PR because I worked a company that had a real need for short term gain. So we talked about ramping up digital PR, which helped us get a lot more traffic quite quickly into the business and through those backlinks. And it's helped us rise quite quickly in the SERPs in certain pages that we wanted to target. 
I've told the story quite a few times. People hear me talk about the gaming chairs one where we needed to get rid of stocking gaming chairs. It was coming up to Christmas. We needed to clear some of the warehouse. So what we did is we did a campaign that linked to our new gaming chair hub page that wasn't ranking very well. We managed to boost that so we could show that we got more sales very quickly. And this was over four or five weeks, we were starting to show results. So there are SEO techniques that you can show very quickly. And the thing to take note is that you, we must stay away from silos because SEO content has a long-term value. But if you work with the social team and the content team, you can actually get that content out quicker through social channels, you know, reusing it, repurposing it across posts. So you can say, right, this is the long-term game for this channel, but I've worked with social, I've talked to them, we've put them in the schedule, they think they'll work from helping get traffic from social as well. So actually, you can work together to get that short-term game across channels. You know, you can work with paid and you can boost some of the channels with paid to get, okay, so the SEO part of it's going to take a little bit longer, but we've just given them some great content for their paid channel. So you can work as a as you know as a, a whole marketing to make sure that you're covering those short term and long term goals together and you're getting the most out of everything should all SEOs be doing this i mean should should highly technical SEOs to just focus on site health be doing this and also how do you go about building up these skills because thinking about things like conventional business goals metrics and strategies don't necessarily come first nature to SEOs you're not. And this is what I think that then very rarely taught in marketing qualifications as well. You know, there are a few that touch on them, but they are a skill set that's, you know, not by any marketer's fault lacking. The one things that I think are really good, sitting in meetings that aren't marketing meetings. I used to sit in a lot of commercial meetings and those are super useful for understanding the commercial goals, how all the other teams like the operations team, the finance team, are talking about those goals and starting to understand how the business works. I've been in a few roles where the previous marketing manager just went to marketing related ones and I'd be in everything, particularly new to a business. You know, if it's uh, talking about stock, if it's talking about, you know, the budget for the year, I would be in them because the best way to learn is to hear how everyone else is talking about it. So doing it on the job and understanding and there are some wonderful, there's like mini MBA courses and things like that, sort of management courses, which I talk a lot about. Some of those talk a lot about business. There are, you know, there's a lot of free courses you can find online that are business related courses talking about, you know, go on things like how to set business goals, how to budget, you know, business's budget, how these sort of things. And those can fill in the gaps. You don't have to do a big thing because you'll find you'll just start picking up tips. But going in the the meetings also means that people see that marketing, no matter what department you're in, marketing, social media, SEO, content, they know that you're serious about understanding the business and connecting. And to be fair, some interesting decisions happen in those meetings and then you get to see them as well. So try and step out of the marketing room and, and pretend, you know, you know, think about whether you, you want to go to these finance ones as well, because you will get involved a lot more and they'll see you more on par with them rather than being siloed. So it's a really good, it's not just for, it's good for your career and it's good for your, you know, them seeing you're facing those meetings and you'll get that sort of kudos that you are 
finance and business orientated because you are there as well. You shared what SEOs should be doing in 2024. So now let's talk about what SEOs shouldn't be doing. So what's something that's seductive in terms of time, but ultimately counterproductive? What's something that SEOs shouldn't be doing in 2024? I think it's how they report, particularly to the stakeholders and the C-suite. I've been in quite a lot of presentations where we've got an, you know, a 30-page or 30-slide presentation on SEO, and it goes deep into the metrics. And the problem is, if you email that to people, they just don't read it. If you're in the, in the meeting with them, they maybe just don't understand it. So cutting down those presentations to a few slides and just talking once again, back into the business terms of what the business leaders need to know. You know, how is SEO growing the business? What difficulties is it having? Are we reaching our targets? Do we need to change? What's a quick overview of what's happening? And if there's any reason you need to pivot, keep it really high level. Because I think sometimes when we present, we love, I love data and I love the metrics. But for people that it's not their job day to day, they don't want all that detail. And we spend far too much time making presentations of that detail. So cut it back and cut it to a few slides on just those key things that the C-suite need to know. And do have your data. So if they want to sit down and go, in, go into it with you, then fair enough. But don't spend that time putting it into something fancy because that can take hours and it's not really worth it if they're not gonna, they're not gonna understand or read it. Anna Bravington is co-founder and marketing strategist at Those That Dare. And you can find her over at thosethatdare.com. Anna, thanks so much for adding your additional insight to SEO in 2024. Thank you. I've been your host, David Bain. You've been listening to an episode of SEO in 2024, Additional Insights, a majestic series that complements the original SEO in 2024 podcast, video series, and book. Find out more at seoin2024.com. SEO in 2024.